On and welcome to the Your Mark on the World show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe, and our guest today is Sebastian uh, Dufoulou. Well, I'll ask Sebastian to say it, but it's Dufoulou. Dufoulou. Sebastian, far more important than I make him sound. Uh, it, my French is horrible. I'm embarrassed, but uh, please stay tuned to listen to Sebastian tell us about his remarkable work in Laos with uh, the Elephant Conservation Center that he founded. So stick around. Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another changemaker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. This episode is made possible via the support of our sponsors, including Johnson & Johnson's Caring Crowd. Sebastian, welcome to the show. Thank you, Devin. Thank you I for having me. I apologize for murdering your last name. Uh, I mean no disrespect, uh, and I hope this will reflect only poorly on me and not on you. Um, we're thrilled to have you. Thank you for making time. Thanks a lot. So, Sebastian, uh, let's start at the beginning. Uh, you, you've got this Elephant Conservation Center. You created it. What was going on in your life and in Laos that you decided to do this and how did you start it? Well, that's quite a long story, so I'll try to make it short, but I was uh, originally uh, attracted to Laos in the mid-90s to work as a graphic designer. And uh, uh, I've been setting up one of the first graphic design studios in, in Laos uh, back in the days. And I was quite surprised uh, to be uh, asked for elephants all the time. People, clients there wanted logos or art artwork design and everything was elephants. And I knew I was in Laos, which was for formerly known as the land of a million elephants. So uh, after a few years, five or six years, I decided to go and find these elephants, which I had never seen. And there started uh, a long story, uh, which is still going on. And uh, so we, we took our motorbikes and went up north in a, a province of Laos called Sayaburi, uh, which is host to the, uh, about the, the, the three quarters of all elephants in the country. And met this uh, incredible culture of uh, mahouts um, uh, raising their elephants and uh, people very close to this animal. Um, in terms of husbandry, in terms of, of uh, working with them and, and accepting them as family members. So there is a, a still a, a very lively uh, connection between people and elephants in Laos, uh, although the, the, the latter are, are disappearing very quickly. And uh, I, found, I found this quite interesting uh, in terms of uh, symbiosis and in terms of... Uh, um, really um, um, quite an interesting connection between the environment, a culture, and an animal, uh, which is very unique in this part uh, of the world. And I thought that was worth um, protecting, uh, helping to protect. So I started an NGO called Elephant Asia with a partner of mine. And during Almost 12 years, we run uh, this uh, nonprofit in Laos, uh, running uh, veterinary care units, trying to uh, work with the government to um, 
improve the condition of local mahouts uh, by reconverting them from the destructive logging industry into, into ecotourism, for instance. And we started a breeding program. And that took us uh, up to 2012, where uh, with two partners, we decided to set up a base uh, in this very province of Sayabori, where I, I stand uh, tonight, uh, a conservation center, which is now open to visitors. It's uh, a magnificent work that you're doing. And the conservation center operates at least day to day, purely on the basis of the fees that the uh, visitors pay. But I want to talk about that. Uh, are the elephants putting on shows, giving rides? What, what do visitors experience when they come? No, I think uh, um, that's exactly what we wanted to create. It's uh, uh, hopefully a new model for the elephant-based tourism industry to look at and maybe to follow a place that can be financially profitable and that doesn't rely on anything fancy like uh, and very uh, out of um, date really uh, like elephants performing shows or giving rides or uh, let's say a, a business model that is based on uh, entertainment uh, on and we, we attract people to see elephants being elephants. And it's not a very complicated model, although you need land and you need uh, good professionals to, to, to do this job. But it's, it's really um, um, a very simple model, after all, uh, where people come here to observe and to learn with professional biologists and vets and excellent mahouts that would take you into their world and show you elephants socializing, uh, breeding, playing, uh, but there is no physical interaction with the animals. So uh, we try to reproduce conditions that, has, that are as close as possible as what elephants would uh, live in the wild. And um, I think this model, although it's uh, uh, unfortunately not very common in Asia, is uh, again profitable and attracts more and more people especially westerners who are more sensitive to the the condition of elephants in captivity are elephants still found in the wild in laos there are still uh, wild elephants in laos not so many uh, altogether uh, this country that had probably about half a hundred thousand elephants uh, a century ago now has only uh, 800 elephants uh, on its territory, half of which are wild and the other half being uh, under human care. So there, there is a population of about three to 400 wild elephants. And uh, in the province we are in, Sayabori, there is a national park called Nampui, which has a population of between 50 to 80 wild elephants. And we are very lucky that we've been granted um, the a mandate to, to, to conserve this area where ele wild elephants still uh, inhabit. Are uh, Asian elephants sought for their tusks, uh, their ivory? Does that, is poaching going on for, for their ivory? Wild elephants are under threat Firstly, because of deforestation, so the, 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 the destruction of their natural habitat is the main cause in Asia. Uh, we all hear every day about this 
massacre of African elephants, which is going on for years now. Uh, that is what is fueling the international market. <clears throat> um, Asian elephants are poached, but on a much uh, smaller scale. Uh, however, it happens and uh, it has dramatic um, 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 results on the population because uh, only male elephants uh, uh, bear tusks in Asia, although in Africa both male and female do. So when elephants are hunted for their ivory here, uh, only males are targeted, which creates a, a, um, a sexual um, uh, imbalance uh, in the sex ratio of the species. So that's quite concerning. The other concern is that elephants are being poached not only for their ivory anymore, they are being poached for their skin, for their genitals, for their uh, nails, for their hair. Uh, everything uh, eventually ends up uh, on the black market, on the wildlife trafficking market. That's tragic, tragic. Your work isn't limited to the conservation center and to protecting wild elephants. You also uh, tag and help to manage uh, or a care for uh, the domesticated working elephants. Tell us about that work. The um, elephants in Laos and uh, in Myanmar, in Burma, uh, have been working in the logging industry for centuries and with forests disappearing and uh, they are not no longer um, needed for this uh, business. So uh, a lot of them are, are being made redundant uh, and the only option today for them is um, to be um, employed in tourism or to be sold abroad, which is one of the main issues in Laos today. Uh, there is a big, big, big um, illegal business, illegal trafficking of, elef of live elephants to foreign countries. Uh, which probably amounts up to uh, the, the first uh, problem for this uh, category of elephants. And um, uh, without elephants being employed in this industry, um, and they are not generating any income for their owners, so we need to find economic, sustainable economic solutions for these people, which... Uh, that very knowledgeable about elephants and they really do care about these elephants but without any money uh, the only they, they have to resort to selling these elephants and we try to push and to lobby with the, the government to keep these elephants in the country because they uh, want want to sell their elephants if they are not giving a proper uh, job so we try to hire as many we can to take the best of this. The, so we try to fill a generation gap, which is going to be uh, in the near future uh, a No young person wants to be a mahout anymore. Um, uh, they think the mahout, uh, the, 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 the job is being associated with uh, a very harsh uh, uh, kind of job. They think that it's uh, a difficult amendment uh, that's little. Uh, this young generation don't know that uh, ecosystem can them the opportunity to uh, keep the craft alive, make a proper income, and meet people from around the world. So we try to to also attract young mahouts in our center. Yeah, excellent. And uh, 
you know, this work is uh, so uh, incredibly important. I'm so glad you're doing it. Uh, you've had a remarkable career. Uh, most of it spent there in Laos. Uh, I wonder what's the most important lesson you've learned from your uh, career and your time in Laos? Um, I've learned many things, I have to say, but uh, I've, I've met a, a, a very uh, gentle and very uh, in, in, interesting and intelligent people in Laos here, people who are very close to nature, people who are still depending very much on nature, and that gives us, us Westerners, uh, uh, um, a lot of matter to think about our own relationship with nature. Uh, although nature protection and species conservation is not a top priority for Lao people today, because it's a very fast developing country, a small, a small country and one that is um, uh, quite, still quite poor. Um, although beyond that, people are connected to nature in their daily lives. And I think that's the one thing that I would remember of my experience in this country. It's this very intimate relationship with nature that this, this place can, can give you. Oh, that's fantastic. Sebastian, you, you've been there doing this elephant work for a long time. And uh, it's really remarkable what, what you're doing. Um, why? Why did you care so much about the elephants? What was the, what's the trigger? What's the connection? Well, the trigger is not the elephant, actually. I think it's the country that took me to the elephants. Um, I'm not an elephant lover uh, initially. I'm not an elephant hugger. Um, I, I was horse, horse riding when I was a kid, and maybe that's, uh, the, that's where the... the, the, the the origin comes from, but beyond that, it's it's really a meeting with a country and a culture, and um, and uh, a country that has one of the richest biodiversity of Southeast Asia, and one biodiversity that is very much endangered today. And I thought that because elephants are a key uh, cultural uh, symbol in Laos and a, a, a very important species. Again, this country was called the land of a million elephants and people connect to this animal much more than they do with others. And I thought using elephants and the cultural bond between Lao people and elephants to address uh, wider um, uh, topics uh, like uh, forest conservation and, and, and biodiversity conservation was, was a, a good idea. So um, that's, that's what connected me to the elephants initially. And of course, the more you work with these animals, the, the more you learn about them and the more you're connected to them because they are quite uh, extraordinary creatures. And, uh, and uh, of course, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to work with them uh, on a daily basis and I, I kind to, I, I'm tending to, to love them more and more. But originally it's really the, uh, using them as a, as, as a lever to address problems that usually are not really uh, easy to address in this country. Fantastic. Well, Sebastian, what is your superpower? <laughs> My superpower? Um, working with 
great people around me, I think. That's my superpower. I have the power to attract fantastic people to work with. Oh, that's great. That is a powerful power. And I congratulate you. Sebastian, thank you so much for taking the time to be with me this evening. Uh, it's, it's been a joy to visit with you. And uh, before you go, I wonder if you would just take a moment and tell everyone how, you, how they can learn more about the Elephant Conservation Center and how they can connect with you personally. Of course, yes. Well, uh, the, the, the only way to come to the Elephant Conservation Center is to travel to Laos and uh, hopefully in the future to Myanmar, where we have plans uh, to extend this model. So that we have all, um, um, another venue to propose in the, in the future. Uh, people can connect with me through my Facebook account or through our website. And uh, the website is elephantconservation.com. And we welcome people all year round. So it's a, a, a beautiful place to visit, not only to meet 30 elephants and their mahouts, but it's also set on a, a remarkable piece of land uh, surrounded by mountains. And we are on, on, a, on, on the banks of a beautiful lake, the Nam Tien Lake in Sayaburi province, which is about two hours southwest of Luang Prabang, which is the tourist and cultural hub of Laos. Fantastic. Well, uh, Sebastian, again, thank you for joining us today. We wish you every success in uh, preserving and conserving uh, elephants and their habitat there in Laos. Thanks a lot for having me, Devin. All righty. Let's do some good. A caring crowd. We believe everyone has the power to make a difference. Through our crowdfunding platform for community health, we empower passionate people to drive real change. Whether you work for a nonprofit organization, volunteer, or want to get involved for the first time, you can post a campaign on Caring Crowd. Join us, because caring is where change begins. Thank you for listening. This podcast is available at youtube.com forward slash Devinthorpe. Subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher or iTunes by searching for Your Mark on the World. Every weekday, Devin hosts a CEO, celebrity, entrepreneur, or other changemaker here on the Your Mark on the World show to inspire and prepare you to make your mark. Devin is a champion of social good, writing about, advocating for, and advising people who are doing good. He is a Forbes contributor who is a recognized thought leader in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. To book Devin as a speaker, visit devinthorpe.com.